0: Welcome back. It's the Across the Tracks podcast for Monday, October the 4th, 2021. And we're glad to be here. Got some interesting topics for tonight. We actually have a special guest in the studio with us tonight, so we're going to bring him in in a minute. But uh, again, glad to be here for the exciting episode of Across the Tracks tonight. As
1: usual, I'm Wayne. And I'm Steve. You know, my brother, we have uh, something else that's kind of unique. He was going to be coming up here within the next uh few weeks or so <clears throat> and that is as of tonight this is our 93rd episode 93 episodes wow.
0: 93
1: episodes and just think this all started from us being on a cruise and having such a good time that we decided that we're gonna take <laughs> our experiences and our laughter and so on and have a, a, a good little podcast and it's been great we've had some good you wow. had some good Topics, we had some interesting uh, uh, conversations, and so as always, we're going to say it the way we see it, and uh, we'll let you kick it off with our with our guests tonight. So welcome, welcome off, folks. Man,
0: yeah. So as usual, uh, ninety-three episodes, we've been privileged to bring on uh, a special guest every now and then, and we've had those special guests are usually uh, folks from our hometown. Uh, back in E-Town, and uh, they share their perspectives uh, on things that uh, we want to talk about. So tonight, we are fortunate to have with us Mr. Sean Moore's in the house. Sean uh, Moore! He's my nephew, man. So out here in uh, Colorado Springs, visiting over his fall break from E-Town High. So say hello to the the audience, my friend.
1: Hello. You got anything else to say, Sean?
0: Don't be shy now. So um, we brought you in. We just want to get your perspective on some things uh, since you are a young person living in our old hometown. And uh, we'd like to get your perspective on some things. So first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, what grade you are in school, what hobbies
2: you have, and what do you got planned for the future down the line? All right. I'm 15 years old. I'm a sophomore at E-Town High School. Um, I'm... I like sports. I'm not currently in any sports right now this year, but um, I like football and basketball and baseball. And um, for a career path, I would like to pursue um, audio engineering.
3: Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool.
0: All right. Uh, Steve, you got any comments, questions, any questions for
1: uh, Sean from those uh, inputs? Yeah. Well, first of all, how should I know you? I don't know you personally, but... you got the last name of Moore so
2: my mother is Rita Moore.
1: <laughs> okay. All right. Rita Moore. Moore Moore. Okay, cool. Cool, cool. So gosh, that's the last time we saw Rita was when we went down to the uh the little function you had, right Wayne?
0: Yeah. And I think you were there. You were at the party, right? The benefit, yeah, you are oh, yeah, at the, yeah, he okay. he was at the party. You probably, oh, okay. you probably saw him and don't remember. Him.
1: Okay, you probably remember me. I was at, I was the one out there dancing with the little bitty kid. I don't know, I don't know who that kid was. He was dancing huh?
0: with Ava. They were dancing with Ava. Yeah, I, I think so. Okay,
1: he he yeah, remembered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, Sean. Well, well, tell me, how is e- who's the principal at Etown High right now? Um,
2: his he's a new principal. His name is Dad Elmore.
1: Oh, Lord. <laughs> we know Thad Elmore. We know yes.
0: Thad Elmore. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Matter of fact, I think his dad, if it's the same Thad Elmore, I think his dad was Jim Elmore, correct? I, I believe so. Jim Elmore, he he at one time when I played ball out of ECC, he was our coach. He was a basketball mm-hmm. coach out of ECC uh, when I played out there. And then uh, he moved on to something else and then I lost track of him. But, yeah, we know Thad
1: Elmore okay okay well next question sean i have for you all right uh what what's it like to be a student at etown high school what are the things that you see that are uh positives okay good and what are the things that you see that could need some assistance or some uh cons or whatever
2: well um since i've been going there for years i guess um pretty much everybody knows me because the school is not big so if you've been there for a long time i guess that's a pro because um there's more people you can trust and um less things to worry about and i wouldn't really say that well not that i know that there's any cons because i really haven't had any issues at the high school yeah um so i guess that's
1: that's all Okay. Just living the life, huh? Living a dream. Yes, sir. Basically. Yeah. And you want you want to be into communications? Is that right? Yes, sir. Audio. Okay. Yes, sir. Now, recently, um, I don't know if they they probably have, but the audio visual communications guy at Etown High School when we were there was a guy by the name of Ben Allen.
2: Well, yeah, they don't have that um, class anymore
1: yeah yeah so that was a good class and uh, mr allen was a guy that we had you know radio we had our own radio station at etown high school now i was never in his class because i was always doing something else and didn't have time for it probably catching up on a whole bunch of stuff but uh, uh mr allen was the audio guy there and so he would really be a good resource if they still had that there now But. I know with education now, you don't have time for a lot of electives and fun classes. And it's all, you know, academic and got to do the Act and the Sat. And you have to have all those other pathways and stuff going on. So I feel you there, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, we were talking earlier today about uh, the um, the radio station in the high school. I remember, well, I tried to get into that class because I was I was into radio at the time, and Ben Allen wouldn't let me in the class, man. <laughs> yeah. He wouldn't let me in the class because I, I had a C. I, I had a C or something like that, and he wouldn't let me in the class, and I'm like, uh, whatever, man. <laughs> But uh, it was a cool thing because, uh, you know, you got a lot of practical experience, and that's, that's what I see the school. They don't have a lot of things. I mean, do y'all have shop class anymore? Do y'all have no, shop? No. See, we, we, that's the big difference as we were talking. We were talking earlier today. I don't
2: even know what
0: that is. So shop class, we actually <laughs> learn how to use tools and stuff. We learn how to use saws and, and drills and stuff like that. Uh, we had home economics class where a lot of guys took home economics. You
2: learn how to cook and all this kind of stuff. Well, that right? would be. Um, is that, that a culinary question? class? Would be in easy. That's that's probably okay, out of the ECC. Now there's some classes you can take once you're like a junior or senior, which is um, dual credit classes. Okay. Um, you can do some of the. I think you can do some of those, but that's for your um to get your college credits. Okay. Early. Okay. So that's so not okay. like a you know a regular class. Okay. That's a yeah.
1: Dual credit. It, yeah. The- it, hey, hey, Sean. If you if you get the opportunity to take those dual credit classes, take them, man. Take All as right, many sir. as you can. Um, yeah, I'm in one right now. Okay. okay, because you know you may come out. I know that people in uh, high school that I taught at for thirty years, uh, there are people that came. There are some kids that came out with associate's degree, and they also. I mean, just think about you. You're getting two years of college while you're still in high school. So that's two years of college that mom doesn't have to pay for if She has to pay for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, those are positives about that, you know, that you can use that dual credit, uh, to help, to help yourself out. And, you know, you give you a, a boost on when you want to get into that field. If you've already got credits for it, then you go right into those upper level classes and it saves you money and saves you time and all that stuff.
0: Right. So you're in a you're in a dual class now. So you said so you're in an engineering class now at mm-hmm. at the the college, uh, ETA Community College, or what do they call it? ETCs, whatever. ETC. It is. <laughs> ETC. So so is this like audio engineering or what? It no, I, it's no.
2: engineering one. Is okay, like basic. basic okay. Yeah. It's
0: basic. Engineering. Basic engineering. Okay. Okay. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Three like cool. D printing. That's what we've done. Okay. Three D printing and CAD and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And okay. Okay. Hey, it's all good, man. It's all good knowledge. It's good experience, and like like Steve said, man, it's credit. You get credit, yep. for that. Yep. so you can't beat that, man. You can't beat that. And he mentioned to me earlier today, man. He he can go to any school in Kentucky for free.
1: Oh, he's a twenty first century scholar. Is that what they? That's what they call yeah, it in Indiana. He,
0: yeah. So uh, my sister adopted him. So mm-hmm. uh, that's part of the I guess it's part of the, the process. Oh, OK. Of
3: yeah.
0: Yeah. It's part. Of, there's a program. So he he can go to any school in Kentucky for free. And okay. I think right now we were chatting today talking about school and grades and whatnot. He has his eyes set on possibly going to U of L. So, uh, okay. you know, so I'm always
1: I'm always going to put a plug in for e, uh, EKU because they have a great audio uh, engineering school there they have a flight school we were just there this weekend for homecoming and the place is pretty daggone awesome man yeah it's, I've, it's, I've been on college pretty nice.
2: everywhere, yeah. everywhere pretty much yeah
0: yeah 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 your other cousin uh, he went to eku I was yep. telling him his aunt went to western you went to eastern uh, yep. We got a uh, lot of folks, man, went to a lot of good schools in Kentucky, believe it or not. Right. But Western right. has a we're talking about Western. They have a good communications program. And I forgot yeah. about that. EKU had a had a serious program up there, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Nice. Yep. Oh, yeah. He's he's visited a lot of the schools, pretty much all the schools in Kentucky college tour. So he's he's narrowing his list down.
1: So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just open up. They just open up the students, the new student center, uh, back at the beginning of the year. And Lynn and I went in there, and I'm like, because where it's at now, it used to be two dorms, Todd and Dupree Hall. Uh-huh. And uh, I used to live in Dupree Hall, and that that new student center, mm. man, is unbelievable. It's wow. just unbelievable. I mean, they wow. got. Of course, they've got several areas where they have courses, four gyms on campus,
0: four gyms,
1: there's four gyms at EKU. Yeah. Wow. And the student center has four courts, basketball court. It has three racquetball courts. It has every every machine. Right, that right. you can. Right. Wow. Every, so, every machine that you can imagine. And they even have and, and Lynn said in this and she they even have a hydro massager.
3: Oh, wow. Th-
1: three of them. And you sit wow. in it and that, that machine just work goes from your toes up to your head. And all I could hear it goes, Oh my goodness, this feels <laughs> so good. <laughs> wow. And they just open it up, man. It's it's pretty slick. Nice. Pretty slick. Yeah. We'll have to go out and check it out,
0: man. If you say yeah. they got a got a good engineering school, we we'll have to go check it out. So yeah. Yep. Yeah, he, he says he might have to go back and visit yeah. again.
1: <laughs> go back up there. It's just about an hour's drive. An hour and twenty yeah. minutes, up sixty four.
0: Yeah, Richmond's not, not, not that far. I mean, you know, you're far enough away. Uh, you're far enough away uh, that you still have some freedom and it's close enough to where if you had to get home, you can get home. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> you're not and that they're, far. Lexington. They're, they're really trying to uh, attract more minority uh, uh, kids to the campus because it fell off so much in the in the two thousands. Right. Like two thousand right. to two thousand sixteen they just black folks and fell off the just fell off the cliff. And a yeah. lot of it was a lot of UK was offering so much that EKU had to figure out how to how to do that. And um, wow. uh, they've done a pretty good job. As a matter of fact, they just had a they just dedicated a Divine Nine Plaza uh at EKU this uh, weekend. Uh, if you look on my Facebook page, I got some pictures up there and stuff like that, you know, but it's just cool. pretty slick, man. Cool. But anyway, let's let's get off that. Let's get back you,
0: to got to get your plug uh, in. That's all good,
1: man. Hey, man, you know, I'm always going to plug. E-K-E. <laughs> 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 now, cool. most of the te- most of the teachers that we went to sc- that taught us, Sean, mm-hmm. at, E-K- at uh Etown High School, most of them went to Eastern.
0: Yep. OK.
1: Yeah, a lot of them went to Eastern. There's a few that went to Western, but it a lot of them went to Eastern. Yeah. Miss Durbin, her brother, Coach Vincent went to the Eastern. Hey, yeah. uh, Durbin went to Eastern. Ruth Hayes went to Eastern. Mrs. Blair went to Eastern.
3: Yeah,
1: you know, yeah. Miss Long went to Eastern. You know, yeah. so there's a bunch of them that was up yeah. there. It's a good school. It's a good yeah.
0: school. I mean, you know, the Kentucky schools have come a long way. I, I give them props to that, man. They, yeah, they've come a long way. UK used to get all the all the all the love, but now I think the tide is turning, and uh, a lot of the other schools are getting prominent. K State is even getting getting prominent again, man. Getting getting yeah. a lot of love. So, yep. Yep. It's all good. So, <laughs> all right. So, our next question for our guest tonight is uh, this one. You, I want you to think about this one. Okay. Think long and hard about this question, okay? okay? You have just been elected the mayor of E-Town. So, Mr. Mayor, what are a couple of things you think you would want to do to improve the lives for young people that are living in E-Town? A couple of things you do now that you're the mayor. You've got the power. What are a couple of things you would do uh, to improve the lives for young people that are living in E-Town? So what do you think? <laughs> Tough question. Um <laughs> don't be bashful now.
2: Yeah.
0: Hey you're you we say it like we see it here. We we <laughs> you you can speak your mind, man. We're not we not gonna hold any uh prejudice against you or
1: nothing. You're, you're on the hot mean, seat. I can hear feel it sizzling. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what what do you think? You're the mayor now, so you know there are a lot of young people knocking on your door and say, Mr. Mayor, we 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 want ABCD. You know, we we would live here if.
2: So what do you think? You're the mayor. What would you do? (laughs) Um, Well, I'm going to start off by what we don't have. Okay. um, Which is um, a lot. (laughs) So we don't uh, really don't have any like public courts, like basketball courts, just to start with.
0: Um, public
2: basketball court we have one well yeah well the hilltop everybody knows the hilltop, hilltop. yeah the hilltop yeah Those double rooms kind of you know not many people go there anymore
0: um
2: yeah so what? So that's a why good, is that yeah why why don't people play at the hilltop anymore because nobody's worried about playing basketball at the hilltop anymore
0: Nobody's worried about
2: it? Nobody's playing basketball at the hilltop anymore.
0: Oh, but why? I mean, I saw the courts. Those courts, I mean, they always did keep the courts up up there because we used to ball up there all the time.
1: Oh, yeah, man. Hilltop. I mean,
0: we, used to, we lived <laughs> up there. So I, when I drove by this last time I was home, I went by the hilltop, and I saw the courts. I mean, the courts are like, the baskets are nice. So what, why don't people want to play up there? Do you have any idea?
2: I mean, the kids can't go up there anymore. Why? The, the, there's a lot of activities going on up there like
0: bad about. activities yeah. like drugs and stuff or All crime above,
2: yeah what it's the hilltop wow okay <laughs> it's the so new
0: people can't hilltop. play there so i know they got the outdoor courts behind the community center behind the pritchard oh center. yeah
2: that's part of pritchard though. that's part of pritchard
0: so yeah. there are no other outdoor courts
2: no. anytime the only time people go to the outside course near pritchard is in if uh, pritchard is closed and in inside Okay. That's the only time you go.
0: Outside. So, so more outdoor public basketball courts.
2: Yeah, more outdoor things. Period. Um, like in other big, you know, in other big cities, there's all kinds of things you can do. Um, and also, I would just because I go to church. Yeah. I would probably start in the churches because I, I'm the only kid in the church. Okay. Um, there used to be plenty of kids in the church, but right now I'm the only kid in the church. Um, and if you can start in the church, you know, start getting kids together in the church then possibly have a lot more kids in the community doing good things. Okay. Um, a lot, I know a lot of people, my age that are dropped out of school, but they got kids now because there ain't nothing, there ain't nothing for them to do. Hmm. Um, yeah, there's, not, there's really nothing for you to do.
1: Does First does First Baptist have a, uh, uh, program for, for kids? I mean, because um, when, we when we were going through there, First Baptist had, I mean, um, Reverend Bishop had the kids choir, and and we had we had uh, Boy Scouts that was part of it. <laughs> we had our own basketball team that we used to whip up on everybody with. So um, we had um, all those types of teams. Nothing like that. Yeah.
2: There's, there's um, I don't
0: know. It's sort of lacking, um, and 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 at the time, you know, in the past, when I when I went home, I was surprised. I went home for the Fourth of July. I think uh, I was I was home with the Fourth of July break, right? And I went to church that Sunday, and I just thought it was odd, man. And I looked around, I didn't see any kids in the church, man. Mm-hmm. I, the only kid was Sean here. And I'm like,
3: mm-hmm. where are the kids?
0: And for whatever reason, the kids just are not coming to the church. And uh, like you said, man, it's not like it was when we were there. Vacation Bible school. There was no vacation Bible school this summer. Uh, The basketball team. No basketball team. No Boy Scouts. No extracurricular activities to draw the kids down to the church and then have someone administer that program to keep them active and you know once i think it was like us man once once kids in the neighborhood found out you were into something and you seemed to be having fun hey man how can i go can i come yeah. you know that type of thing
3: right that's what's right. not
0: happening right now yeah so he i was i was shocked that he was the only kid in the church this particular sunday that i went there were no other kids around the only other kid was there was this young lady she got an award and if she hadn't been getting that award, she probably wouldn't have been there. <laughs> so there, there's there's something's going on, man, that, that the kids just aren't coming to the church anymore.
1: Is is and this do you think this is a parental situation as opposed to the kids making those choices up themselves? Because I know Ruby Johnson said, You're gonna get your butt up and you're gonna go to church. And uh, we walk we walk down the first Baptist.
2: I mean that's that's part of it. Of course, that's part of it. But you got to have something to motivate you because you're a kid as well. Right. Something right. To motivate you to get up to, right. want to go to church because it's right. church.
3: And
0: right. 90
2: percent right. of your church is 60 years and over. Right. Right. Nobody to sit in there.
0: Right. And that's yeah. that's what I saw, man. But the majority of the people in the church that Sunday I went were people our age, you and I, <laughs> Yeah. and probably 40 up to our age. Right. You know? Right. And you probably yeah. had it's a 30 somethings in there, you know, through 30 somethings. Yes. But as you said, your mom said, oh, I don't care. You getting up, you going to church. Same thing in our house. You getting up, going to church. I don't care how late you stayed out Saturday night. You getting up, you going to church. I, but you were glad to go because you knew there was something going on at the church. You know, yeah.
1: I something. think I think some of it is also how the church, how it the the, the programs go. Because when we moved to Indianapolis, we searched for a church home also. And we came across a, a, a friend of ours that Lynn went, actually Lynn's roommate in college at EKU, said, you need to go by this church. It's called Eastern Star Church. And the pastor is a young guy by the name of Jeffrey A. Johnson. And um, the church itself, I mean, it was church service was 45 minutes and he was more of a teacher was is more of a teacher than you know the reverend bishop type preacher yeah. per se yeah and so you knew that when you got there church was going to be over with in by a certain time and he was able to build three different churches in Indianapolis well, wow. the main church, we went from a, a very small church that probably held about 300 people and we built a church uh a little bit east of there that holds about 3,000 people. And we paid for that in cash, all right? And then he built another church up in Fishers up where uh, Sharon uh, brother used to live. Okay. Okay. And then he built another church on the West side. And so he goes to all three services. Wow. He goes to an 845 service. He goes to a nine uh, 945 service and he goes to the main service, the main church on 30th Street at noon. He teaches, yeah. he preaches at all of those. And so, you know, when you get there, it's going to be, you know, his service is going to last about 45 minutes and then you have the rest of the day. And We used to, we always went to the early morning service. It was an eight o'clock service first. And then by 930, we're back, we're back home. Okay. So we had the rest of the day. I know growing up with Reverend Bishop, you know, you're going to be there for two, two hours and he (laughs) may, may go a little bit longer depending on the the spirit got, got to him. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that this is just me saying that is something that. Uh, may have changed because yeah. I think a lot of pastors have gone to that format, you know, Freddie yeah. Haynes, right, uh, right. Jeffrey A. Johnson. If you look up Jeffrey A. Johnson, you'll see him all over the place. Yeah. I mean, he is one dynamic, well, he's getting older now, but he's yeah. probably 55.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's tough, man, to, uh, to go there and see knowing what the church was when we were kids that the i mean it, we, there were always activities for us i mean right. even a few years ago i remember doing stuff. yeah even a few years ago back when 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 sean you know you know, first came into the family you know rita adopted them uh the, the church was full of kids it was full of kids and there were things going on man mm-hmm. and here are the last couple of years it's just dropped off and it was like wow i mean i couldn't believe it man i was in the balcony Looking, looking down on the congregation and I'm like, where are the kids at? <laughs> I mean, that's that's scary, man, that there are no kids to sustain the church growth, mm-hmm. you know, because people are going to pass on, man. And you can't have a church full of 40 and 60 somethings and not have the youth to keep that church going so right i I hope that uh something's going to happen to turn that around and some activities can be established to start drawing the kids back to the church and like like sean was saying some of it may be parental stuff but even if the parents are going to say yeah you're going you're you you like if there's something going on there you will stay if there's something that piques your interest yeah i don't don't want them to
2: have to be forced to go i want them to you know like you said um yeah, happy
0: to go. Right. You're happy to go because, you know, there's going to be some some fun activities there. I mean, it's church shouldn't be all about, you know, fire and brimstone and everything. There should be some <laughs> fun activities going on at the church. I mean,
1: Yeah, they should have a youth program,
0: a youth program. And, yeah. and the church, for as long as you and I can remember, it's been the center of the black community. And for as long as I can remember, First Baptist Church was that place in Etown. I mean, you had a few other black churches, but First Baptist Church was the hub for a lot of activities in Etown, man. Right. That uh, that that you and I both took advantage of when we were kids.
1: Right, right. So, uh, let me ask let me ask Mr. Mayor this question. Okay, Mr. Mayor. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um you, you say there's there's not a lot of courts and stuff out, out uh in eTown now. There's not a much for uh young folks to do. Uh, what type of where if that's not the case and as the mayor, what can you do to attract more people to get involved in uh activities what 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 can you offer these young people to other than the the courts and stuff like that? Is there anything else that you can offer young people um, in you
2: would just have to take ideas <clears throat> the i mean the mayor himself has kids my my age or whatever so but i don't think they they gotta you know think about um how they gonna stay out of trouble today or you know what they're gonna do today or um but um i had an idea where um, i was gonna take people my age and just um, gather a bunch of ideas and try to see where we get and then um me and Tony Buckner was supposed to go to the um, city council and uh, talk to the mayor about it and see what we could do. Okay. Good
1: idea. Now, now, do you hang out with the mayor's kids? I've know I I've met the mayor um, when I went down to a football game yeah, last son, year.
2: Yeah, his son. Me and his son are good friends.
1: Okay. Okay. Now, do you hang out with his son? I mean, do you, I mean, I know when when we were growing up, we had friends Black friends, white friends, Hispanic friends—not a lot of Hispanics at the time—but we all kind of hung out together.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, like I said, I've been going to E-town for a good minute, so um, I, yeah,
1: I'm
2: I'm good with everybody. So I I usually hang out with everybody, and yeah, I hang out with him.
1: Okay.
0: So we 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 were talking early this afternoon, and this this was something I was not aware of. Uh, we were talking, and I said, well, "What about uh?" You know, sports activities in the in the town for kids that don't play high school sports, they don't play AAU sports. What sports activities are available for them through Park and Rec? And apparently, there isn't nothing.
2: Your, I, I, I was surprised, advantage man. Advantage I, I, that
0: that just totally surprised me because, again, we have to go. And I keep, you know, we we're not dating ourselves, but. As you know, uh, when we were kids, our parents took us down to the MRC building and signed us up for baseball, whatever, and we played. It didn't cost our parents anything. We played. We tried out for a team. We got put on a team, and we played baseball, or we played football, or we played basketball, whatever. Again, church did a lot of that. We had a church team, whatever. (laughs) But I was surprised, man, that there isn't anything like that in through park and
2: rec now. Well, like I, like I said, there's there is about until you get to probably
0: age. So you 10. get to a certain age, and then there isn't
2: anything. Yeah. which is that, I mean, I think. Well, is it is that normal to you? No, because
0: again, once you, once like you're 15, and so what are you supposed to do if you don't play high school ball or JV ball? You don't play aAU what are you supposed to do in your spare time? You know, is there a football league for you to play in or basketball league for teens or what I mean what what's there's nothing for you it sounds like there's nothing for you which would cause a lot of kids to get bored and get into trouble so right. I that surprised me man that there's nothing like that through park and Rec for kids of us once you get to a certain age there is nothing for you
1: right and I think uh, the parks department with the help of hilltop and someone they were responsible for kind of keeping up some of that yeah. because um i mean we played sean we played ball all the time there's two places where the games were going to go on one was going to go over at morningside because they had four goals over there mm-hmm. i don't know if they have goals there now it's still right down the street from um, where they, i grew they up
2: they used to have goals they turned out to um Um, a parking space.
1: Oh, really? The goals are gone. When I
2: was in fourth grade, I think they did that.
1: Wow. Okay. So every, for the most part, the, the, the goals at Morningside were the goals that everybody went to. And we would go there and we would play all day, all night. And then, and cause what happened is that, you know, this podcast is called across the tracks. You know, your uncle lived on the east side of the tracks, and I lived on the west side of tracks. I lived on the Mile Street side. I don't know if they even ter- use that term anymore.
0: But um, the school that runs in behind Mile Street is the school that runs in behind the high school. Yeah, so you street, know the street that, that like the, if you go to TK are, Stone, mm-hmm. the street that separates as you go down the hill to TK Stone. That street you come down. So if you come down, if you leave your granny's house. Mm-hmm and get on Popular Street, mm-hmm. I think that's Popular Street, and then the street that runs, take Beach Street, it runs across, you go to T.K. Stone, that's Mile Street, that street. Well,
1: is, I
2: used to live on mm-hmm. North
1: Miles.
0: Okay, so he knows. Yeah, North, North, North miles. miles. Yeah, North Miles, yeah.
1: Okay. But everybody that lives on that side of the, the tracks, we used to call us the Mile Street people, and everybody that lived on the opposite side of the track, we either call them the hill or the bottom, we just call them cross town people. Yeah, and, But we would always have uh, a place to go play ball. And we played ball at 630 in the morning at Etown High School every morning for 180 days a year. And then after school, I would go to football practice or baseball practice or basketball practice. And then after practice, we would go back down to Uh, T.K. Stone go back down to Morningside and we'll still play basketball again. And so we played ball before school. We played ball in gym. We played ball after school. And we would challenge the people from across town and we would go across, go up to the hilltop and and ball like the Dickens. And they even had a little basketball court there down in the bottom in which we uh, played. And we we rarely ever played inside.
0: Yeah, the uh, he's he's like,
1: where's the court in the
0: bottom? Well the court in the bottom's gone. It's <laughs> so yes. pulled those down. <laughs> there was a lady that lived on the street. It was right down the street from our house where we lived mm-hmm. at the yep. time. It was right down the street. And um uh, it was it was a small court, but it was enough to run full court on yeah, it. Yeah, full court. We ran full and, court on it. And uh, so people would come down there if they weren't at morning side of the hilltop or sometimes we play at the hilltop, come back into the bottom and go play at that court. Right. So people would drive, park their cars in her yard and she didn't like that. So one day uh, I went home. I was home on vacation from the military, drove through the bottom. The court was gone. So she bought the land and bulldozed the she court. did down. all that
2: <laughs> just because somebody was parking in
0: there. I, mean, she didn't, I mean, she was cool. She's like, hey, I don't mind y'all playing here. But I don't want people parking their car in my yard. Yeah. So, you, I mean, so that's what happened.
1: Yeah, I mean, but, there were people from all over Hardin I mean, County that everywhere. would
0: come that, and play. you the bottom, and man, that place would be jumping, man, you know?
1: <laughs> Literally. So
0: we, hard, we hardly ever played ball indoors.
1: Indoors, right.
0: Very rarely man, did we all play. All in play
2: the only place we play basketball is pretty right. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah.
1: We would play outside with windy, Sean, and the nets would be blowing, and you didn't know how to shoot because you know the wind's gonna blow the ball. That's yes. nice. That's so, nice. you know, like, okay, all right, I'm I'm shooting a little bit to the left this time. <laughs> Oof, shoot it, curve right into the basket, you know. Yeah. Everybody everybody had a inside and an outside game. There was there was no three point line. You know, everybody knew how to play as if they were a center. Because those are easy points right there. Yeah. You know, yeah. so we just we fundamentally we were pretty good at the game because you knew how to score inside, you knew how to score outside. You just didn't stand around out there at a three-point line because it didn't exist.
0: Yep. There was a there was a gentleman who lived down the street from me and uh, we called him the coach. You know, he was he was he was, he was an, at the time we thought he was old. <laughs> he was like in his <laughs> 40s. Mm-hmm. And uh so I'd get off my summer job and I'd get off my summer job, and he'd see me coming, walking home from my summer job. And he said, I'll be waiting for you down here. <laughs> I'll be waiting for you down here, right? So I'd go home, change out of my stuff, put my sneakers on, go down to the court. And he'd be down there waiting. And, man, he would beat the hell out of me, man. But he taught me how to play.
2: Yeah, we got this one man. He's like <laughs> he taught me how to
0: play. And he taught a lot of other kids how to play. I mean, because he he knew basketball, and he was a, he was a great ball player in his own right when he played. Yep. But he re, he willingly taught taught you how to play inside, outside, how to use your body, how to block out under the boards, all that kind of stuff. He taught you that. But once it got to the point where I could beat him soundly, then he's like, okay. Uh, you know, it's like <laughs> I can't mess with you anymore mm-hmm. because my skills had caught up with what he was teaching me. So but that's that's how we rolled, man. That's how we rolled. That's that's the biggest difference I don't see with you guys now. uh, And the fact that those opportunities don't seem to be there for you guys, you know, that. Where do you? Where does everybody go play? Like you say, nobody plays at the hilltop anymore. I mean, I looked up there, man. No. Even when we were going, there was trouble. Yeah, yeah. a lot of, yeah, lot of times yeah, our parents didn't want us
2: on the hill either. But you I mean, know, it's not. I mean, it's not anybody's worried about. It. It's just nobody wants. Nobody guys. Nobody wants to waste their time. You no. Know. Wow,
0: that's a um, shame because it's a. It's a great. I looked at like man, the courts look nice.
2: Mm-hmm. You know.
0: But that's a shame.
2: The only thing we don't like about the hotel is those double rims.
0: Wow. Double right. Yeah. Well, kind of, you what? Know, yes. They want them to last. Yeah. They want them to last. But uh, yeah, i have not never been crazy about double rims, but they want them to last. So.
2: Yeah, during the summertime, as you've seen, creatures. Um, yeah. That's the spot.
0: But, yeah. Yeah. So there's something about playing ball outside in the summer. Can't beat it. Yeah. It's that's that's most inner cities. Courts are full in the summer. I Me mean, you know, I
2: play uh, every day outside. But. Yeah, so so you any can have a dust, you can't
0: have a dust bowl if okay. you're inside. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't have a we. We used to play in a thing called a dirt bowl, and uh, you can't have a dirt bowl on an indoor court. <laughs> 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 I mean, you got to be outside for the dust of the dirt. You're playing on dirt or asphalt, whatever. I mean, As- you know, that yeah. good times. And uh, yeah. you got the daylights beat out of you and you're falling on the on the asphalt, the concrete, scuffing up your knees and all this kind. But you learn how to play. And that was the cool thing about it, man. Yeah. So any other insights, Mr. Mayor? You have any yeah. comments you want to add? Um. You're only the mayor for for this time, <laughs> so.
2: Nothing else, huh? I don't think. I mean, we got a lot to do. I'm getting. You're right. right. You you're the new mayor. You got a lot of work to do to <laughs> change the environment. Here's the thing. I wouldn't even if I had the choice to be a mayor. Uh-huh. Um. I know we want to fix things. I probably won't even take the job for real. <laughs> I don't <laughs> be responsible. for But any the time. people
0: have voted you in. So the people have voted you in. So now you you got You got to accept mm-hmm. that leadership. I like your idea of getting. So who's Tony Buckner? Who's Tony Buckner? It's not, uh, we know a Tony Buckner. Is a Tony guy. Buckner. Okay. So I like your idea of getting get, talking to kids your age, getting there, getting a bunch of ideas together. And go to the city council and say, look, this is what we'd like yeah, to see. Yeah, He's him. on the city
2: council. So you're
0: talking about Tony Bishop. Yeah. Bishop. Okay. Oh, thanks.
2: okay. All right.
0: Yeah. So I think we that's better
1: talking to Tony Butler. <laughs> yeah. I <I'm> was
0: <laughs> like, say Tony, I know Tony Buckner was on. Yeah, we, he he yeah. goes by both of them. That's what okay. Like. Yeah. Tony Bishop. So you, you, I think that's a good idea. You ought, you ought to try to do that, man. Talk to kids your age, find out, Hey, what, what would you guys like to see in the community? And make an appointment, go at the city council meeting and present your present
1: a united front and see what you get. All they Sean, can say is no. Yeah. Sh- Sean, one thing, and then I can tell you this because I'm on the school board here in Indianapolis, is okay. that the, the school board has public comment every time we met. I just came from a school board meeting uh, a few hours ago. But anybody can come and voice their opinion. If you have questions, you can come and do that. If if you don't do take the initiative to say that we don't have anything for the young the youth in, in, in e town, then what's gonna happen is that it's gonna be like your uncle and myself. We're people that left e town and probably not gonna go back. Because you know, when we were there, we we had things that we could do. And it seems to me that you guys are trying to You're struggling and finding some things to do. And if they don't know that you're interested in your yourselves, then they're not ever going to do anything. You know, have you heard the term the squeaky wheel gets the grease? Okay. so if you voice your opinion and say, look, there are no outside courts. The courts that we have aren't maintained. There's nothing for people to do. That's why youth are having issues and problems here, because you have no programs. You have no parks or recreation program for young people. There's no, base, there's no little league baseball, football, and all those type things that, that young people can do, which in turn will help Etown High School out, because they're going to go through a feeder system that's yeah. going to continue to crank out those athletes like when we were coming through. I mean, right now, you guys got some athletes going through Etown High School right now. OK, uh, so if you don't lift your voice, they're never going to hear you. I mean, even if you're you, you're the, the mayor's son is your best friend. But until you do until somebody does that in public, then the city council's not going to do anything about it. They're just going to let things ride. Until people say, hey, you know, we need a Kroger's on the east side of town. OK, why don't we have I have to drive all the way over to Mulberry to get groceries. Why can't I just have something out on the east side of town? Yeah. OK, so until those things are done, then they're just going to leave it as it is.
3: Yeah, true, true. I
1: like
0: it. I like it, man. Yeah. You, ought, you ought to you ought to take that, take that and run with it. And, uh, and, for, and and may force them to give you an answer. Yeah. Force them to give you an answer. So, all right. Um, any other comments you'd like to add? We, we appreciate you coming into the studio and yeah, joining us Thank you for
2: letting me come on the podcast you, know, you guys.
0: We're always glad to have an opinion from our hometown. So we, we still have love for E-Town, even though we don't live there. We were born and raised there. Got a lot of good uh, upbringing and a lot of our uh, things that we still live by that we learned it there. So we're always glad to to bring in somebody from uh, the old the old
1: hometown. The old home 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 hometown. court. Yes sir. yes, sir. Yes, sir. Etown Etown will always be home. Yep. No we, just live there. Live there. <laughs> yep we just don't live there. Yeah, we don't live
0: there, but it's uh, it's still home. So. And we're proud of that fact. So we thank you, sir, for coming in. Yes, sir. And uh, we're going to cover a couple other topics, but we appreciate you joining us and uh, check us out. Maybe we'll have you back on again. All right, thank you.
3: All
1: right, thanks, thanks, John. I hope you yes, get sir. used to that. Get used to that altitude out there in Colorado Springs. Yeah, I think I already had my spell with that. I think. I already... <laughs> cool. All, all right, thanks for coming on, brother. Yes, all right. All right. All right. All
0: right. So. Um segue into our, our, our next topic, uh this is something I know you're interested in, uh, since you follow a lot of racing, and that is uh I heard before we came on the air that Bubba Wallace uh won his first NASCAR race today.
1: Yeah, uh, Bubba
0: since, uh, since Wendell Scott back in what the, the 1960, 19, what?
1: 1963, oh. I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Bubba Wallace uh, racing for the I think it's the Jordan team. He yeah, the Jordan team now.
1: Yeah, Jordan's won him a, a race. Yes.
0: yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, man, this is huge. This is huge. So what, what do you think that will do for how minority folks view NASCAR uh, on, on a whole since now that he's won a race? What do you think that would do uh, for black people and how they view
1: NASCAR? Well, I think it will spark a little interest. Um because for the most part a lot of black folks don't follow racing. Just don't. Hmm. Other than other than the John this side of the Johnson family, if it has two wheels or four wheels, we do it. We watch it. We're part of it. Right, right. And, you know, I hadn't heard it because, you know, this past weekend I was uh uh, back in Eastern, going doing homecoming, and um, I think it's awesome, man. I mean, he's he's been trying to get there. He came in second in uh, Daytona Five Hundred a few years ago. He's 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 always in kind of inferior equipment compared right, to the big right. boys. You know, when you got right. the the Rick Hendricks and. You got the Penske's and you got those guys who have tons and tons of money. You know, when you're in a a, a new uh, a new ownership with uh, Jordan and Denny Hamlin, then, you know, it's it's always you're always kind of behind the eight ball. Right. But him winning the race is is something that's that is kind of historic. Because, number one, uh, not only black folks, but everybody that follows NASCAR is going to see this. Right, right. And, of course, everybody's going to talk about it for, you know, the next month or so. Well, the, the season ends in about a little over a month. Right. And so I think it's fantastic that he was um, able to win the race. Now, I'm going to go back and watch the race because I didn't get a chance to watch it uh, this weekend because – you know, I watch IndyCar, I watch Formula One, I watch NASCAR. Okay. Anytime there's a race on, I'm sitting down watching it. And that's just, that's just me. And, and growing up in, in Kentucky, you seem like you'd watch a lot of horse racing and stuff like that. But I've always watched NASCAR. Always. I've always watched IndyCar. Uh, Never have gone a year without watching it. And moving to Indianapolis, the quote unquote, the racing capital of the world. I mean, I was here, uh, let's see, six years before I actually went to the Indianapolis 500. I had never been, wow. and I've gone ever since because that first race, I mean, for people to think, well, you're just going around in a circle, You know, you're just going and around in a circle. But when you're going around in a circle at 230 miles per hour and those cars are within inches of one another, it is it is a sight to see. I mean, if you ever I would like to invite you to come to Indianapolis to go to a race once, Okay. because if you ever go to it, it I'm not going to say it's going to be life changing. It's going to open your eyes up to what these guys are going through. Okay. You know? I mean, it is, it is nothing like, what's on TV. It seems like, yeah, you know, they're going down the front stretch, you know, the front stretch of Indianapolis 500 is almost a mile long. Wow. And it's, it seems like, well, yeah, yeah. And, and they're, and they're doing, they're doing two and a half miles in 30 some seconds. Wow. Okay. That gives you some idea of how fast they're going. Two and a half miles in about thirty nine seconds is is about what they're doing, and they slowed those cars down. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Joy, I, I invited Joy I'll and be. Sam, Sam, to come up okay. to watch to watch qualifying. Okay. And man, they were. They were fascinated by it themselves. They they were acting like race cars for the next two days that they were in Indianapolis. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But yeah, I, I not getting sidetracked. it is it's, it's awesome that Bubba Bobble, Bobble Wallace in the number 23 yep. uh, wins again. <laughs> yep, yep. Number
0: 23, man. I, I saw that right before we came on air. I'm like, wow, that that's awesome, man that is awesome because yeah he's been trying hard and yeah like you say i think now you know that now that jordan is involved you know and and uh he's uh jordan and denny hamlin right that's that's yes. who, uh, yeah so uh you know he he's gonna have top-notch equipment whatever he needs man so i, I look for more great things man and i'll take you up on that man mm-hmm. i on tv it does look boring <laughs> it's like it looks boring on television uh, until somebody had a wreck or something like that. Yeah,
1: yeah, it is. But it uh, is I, I guess you don't
0: get the same effect um, watching it on TV. I guess it was a lot of things. You don't get the same effect watching something on TV until you're seeing it live. It's a whole different experience. So. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's it's oh, it's fantastic. Man. I will take
0: you up on that. Racing is,
1: is, you know, and I'm 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 trying my best to get to a, a Formula One race because. The Indy cars that you know go two hundred and thirty miles per hour down the backstretch or front stretch or whatever. Yeah, from the one cars are much more expensive and are, are totally different cars compared to Indy cars. Wow!
0: So I've never understood the, the Formula One, the NASCAR, and you named another one. Um, you named another In, ra- Indy car. Indy cars. So yeah. quick, briefly, what's the difference between the three?
1: um with nascar is basically you've got a vehicle that looks like it came off the showroom okay okay it's it's limited they all have the same engine specs okay so there's no one can right now no one can have an advantage over it. they all have the same basically shape the same type of uh Uh, template that covers them they all look different but they're basically the same car they all the same height same wheelbase all that and um nascars those cars don't go nearly as fast as any cars because uh they are like it's like taking a uh, a a box and putting it in front of a, a wind tunnel and blowing that box up they can fly anywhere so they have a lot of downforce to keep them there, and they also, since the wheels are covered, meaning they have fenders, and okay. you know they can bang into one another and still keep going. Now, IndyCar is uh, there's a, just a few designers for IndyCar, and they're an open-wheel car. So if they touch wheels, you know pieces are gonna fly off. Okay, NASCARs are designed to be beaten up, banged around, and so on, you know, roughed up. Uh, Indy cars, you can't do that because, you know, most of the car is carbon fiber. You know, everything is is set at a they got the same kind of templates and same engine pretty much. But it's a little bit more—it's more expensive than uh, NASCARs. But the drivers sit a lot lower. It's open wheel. And um, the skill that you need for um, NASCAR, you need to kick it up a lot more to be in Indy cars. Because in NASCAR, you don't have to worry about not touching tires. NASCARs, you got fenders that's gonna keep the tires from, you right, know, right. from hitting. So they can bang around. Indy car. I mean, if you touch tires, especially if your front tire and, and rear tire, if they're they're going two different directions. You know, if you're behind, you're you're going a different direction if you're in the back or if you're in the front. So if you touch tires, things can fly apart. Right, right. And then, you know, people can can get seriously hurt. And so indie cars, I mean, they run they run road courses, they run, you know, ovals or whatnot, but they're just they're limited on what they can do because they want everything to kind of be um uh, be the same. Uh, tire changes with IndyCar and NASCAR, you can change you have a certain number of tires that you have, certain amount of fuel and so on. Now <clears throat> Formula One is more international and the cars are totally different. The cars are literally the drivers, you know, control the cars, but the cars are so advanced and they're so fast, they, uh, each, each owners can do different things with the, with the cars. Okay. And so, uh, think of an Indy car, but faster and quicker on turns and so on. Drivers have much more skill okay. okay, in order to drive those cars. And they have a budget for the first time. They said, okay, we're going to slow down your, the amount of money that you're putting in these cars because certain teams like Mercedes and Red Bull, those are the big manufacturers uh, that are producing a lot of wins and they can, they have unlimited amount of money that they can spend on developing uh, their cars. And so uh, formula one, number one, you have, um, you run in all weather, if it's rains, they just change to rain tires. Uh, on IndyCar and NASCARs, if they're on an oval, if it starts to rain, just like Bubba Wallace, he won because it was rained out. Right. Because you can't, uh, at Talladega, <clears throat> where he won, you can't go 200 miles an hour and be on those tires because they have no treads.
3: Right,
1: right. Yeah, 200 miles an hour is going to send you up into the wall. <laughs> In IndyCar... 200 miles an hour, 230 miles an hour is going to send you into the wall when it starts to rain. But Formula One, they just go, okay, we're just going to go in and change to our rain tires, okay, because most of – 90% of Formula One, 99% of Formula One is all road courses. Right, right, right. And so they just go, we're just going to change tires, and they just go back out there and run 189 189 miles per hour in the rain, Wow! You know, and the snow, if, if it is, if it does snow, but you know, right. it's, it's totally different. Yeah. You know, cool. you only get, you only get one fuel up. You don't, you only get one fuel up usually in Formula One. And that's what you start with. And it starts with <clears throat> Formula One starts with a standing start. They're sitting still and they all start. Oh. NASCAR and IndyCar, they all have rolling starts. Okay. And they're They're moving when the race starts. For only one, everybody's sitting still. Okay.
3: Okay. You know, Interesting.
1: It's, it's, you know, it's different. It, I can't tell you everything about it. Alex knows a hell of a lot more than I do. Okay. But the technology is there. The racing is just phenomenal. And once again, I'm going to I'm gonna have to bring you back some Sunday, the last Sunday in May sometime. Last Sunday Come on. May. Come on back, man. Come that's, on down. That,
0: that's the Indy 500, right?
1: Always the last Sunday in May. Last Sunday, Sunday okay. before Memorial Day. Sunday before Memorial well, Okay. Okay.
0: I, that, I guess I can say I went to see it, you know? But uh, you know, I, I never, uh, again, watch it on TV. am like, oh, my God, these guys go. How, was, how many laps they got to
1: do? I'm like, is this over yet? <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, believe it or not, they go 500 miles. All right. This gives you some perspective. They'll go 500 miles in a little over two hours. Wow <laughs> hey. a little over two hours they'll go five hundred miles, wow, yeah, you know, it used to be I just think when they ran the first one, they averaged seventy five miles per hour wow. For five hundred miles
0: they out there forever,
1: yeah, I mean you know seventy five that's that's like us today driving on the interstate,
3: yeah,
1: yeah what do we what do we drive
3: yeah, seventy five miles yeah.
1: And 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 you yeah. think you're gonna go? You're gonna it's gonna take you six hours to go five hundred miles.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's
1: okay. True. And in these in and in any the car, they're getting there in two little over two hours. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's it's. Yeah. Okay. It's, I'll, I'll have to take you up on that, man. Yeah. The first time I, like I said, I've always watched them, but the yeah. first time I went, I'm thinking. You know, I'm, I'm going to be I'm, I'm going to tell you a long, quick story. I'm going to be cool. Right. Yeah. It's going to be cool. It's going to be cool. You know, I've never been got up early and went out there. And I said, why do we have to get up so early? Well, because, number one, there's 200,000 people out here. Yeah. Now, that's that's something else, Wayne. 200,000 people. Wow. at a race. So we get up early. We go out there, you know, and they have all the ceremonies and blah blah blah. You know, the dogs walk around and the Scottish women walk around. They put their cars on the track, you know, and I'm like, oh, that's okay. There's 33 cars. They're right in front of us, you know. I'm, my seats are right across from the where they where the pits are. I'm like, that's right. okay. That's pretty cool. And the gentlemen start you in. I'm like, all right. I guess the race is getting ready to start, and if nothing, I'm still cool. Okay, so they did their parade lap, which is the first lap. And they're going about 90 miles per hour. I'm asking my guy, I say, how fast are they going? Oh, about 90, maybe 100 miles an hour. I went, okay, that that doesn't look that good. But yeah, that's pretty cool. The second lap, you know, is the pace lap. I said, well, how fast are they going? They go, they're going about 190, about 180. Yeah, about 180 miles per hour. I go, yeah. And then that third lap, 33 cars that are three wide go into the first turn at 230 miles per hour wow and they are they're moving inches apart it's skill man I, at that oh. point i went i almost did it, the nascar thing i almost went yeeha <laughs> <laughs> i was hooked i'm coming oh. back year after year after year wow it's, okay. it's something different hi <laughs> i'm sorry My bad. No, that's all good. That's all all good, man. (laughs) All right, what's our next topic, man? The next
0: topic Uh, this weekend, uh, this past weekend, an institution from our our day, man, turned fifty. Did he? 50-year anniversary of Soul Train uh, was this past weekend, I think October the 2nd, I think it was, uh, 50 years ago, Don Cornelius created Soul Train, and uh, man, um, I know what that mean- meant to us yes. uh, as kids growing up, uh, you know, because there wasn't nothing like it for us uh, back in the day. And that was your that was your Saturday morning ritual, man. You get up, watch cartoons, uh, maybe you go out and play for a little bit, and be back in the house by the time Soul Train came on. <laughs> two <laughs> two things
1: two things were going to happen. American Bandstand was going to be on, followed on a different channel. Yep. By Soul Train. Yep. Yep. And we kind of watched American Bandstand before Soul Train because that you know because we'd see a few. You know, we'd right, see, right, right. see a few black folks and so on. Right. But then when Soul Train came out, it was on then.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: What that's were your it. thoughts on it, man?
0: Oh, wow. I, I mean, that's man, that's I mean, I was always a music head. Um, and, you know, we've talked about W.I.L. on this broadcast, what it meant to us as kids growing up. That was our station at the time. It played everything. But Soul Train took it to another level because now not only are you hearing these songs, you're seeing the people perform. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And the dancers and and the fashion and and you know you you probably remember, man. You you watch Soul Train. You see what the guys were wearing on Soul Train, and whatnot. And you probably remember <laughs> the Flag Brothers catalog. Oh yeah,
1: absolutely. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Flag Brothers catalog. And you order, order some stuff or try to get your mom to pay for some stuff you ordered out of the Flag Brothers catalog. And, you know, the platform shoes and everything like that, man. And and the Afro sheen and the ultra sheen, all that stuff, man. That was I mean, we live that we live that. And it just it just it made you feel proud, man. It made you feel good about yourself. Uh, because you saw yourself in a lot of those kids that were dancing on that show, man. Yeah. You know yep. that was you. You'd watch Soul Train, and then that night, if there was a party at the hilltop, <laughs> or there was a dance at the high school, or you went over to the NCO, club, you're trying to do those dances that you saw on Soul Train. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it, it it was that that was for us, man. And uh, the only thing I can say is you had to live through that era. You had to live through it. Um, And other hosts came after Don, you know, after Don left the hosting duties, but they weren't they weren't up to par with Don, man. No way. Right. No way. And uh, Don Cornelius was cool as hell. You know, he was cool. And uh, you saw you saw all these great acts, man, live on television. And a lot of these folks, they weren't on American Bandstand. Right. You know they were not on American
1: Bandstand. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't get that privilege to be on there. That's no, for sure.
0: Right. They they were not on American Bandstand. And then to bring that more, you had a lot of white artists that came on Soul Train. Right. <laughs> you know, Elton John, David but, yep. Bowie. You know, yep. were on Soul Train. So that's you know we were listening to that stuff. Listening to that, all different types of music on w i l. so we we were exposed to to good music. But when you saw Barry White or Al Green or the sos band or all these people performing, <laughs> It was the
1: Isley like, Brothers the Isley I
0: Brothers. I anybody mean, from the 70s anybody from the 70s was on soul train and so it just made you feel good man and and you had something something else you could talk with with your buds in the neighborhood about man did you see soul train you know that that's that made you feel good man so your thoughts
1: yeah you know i, I agree with everything <laughs> that you that you said because that was the saturday afternoon groove for us yeah you know just to see what people people did you know doing the soul train line yep you know how how they could do that uh as you said we would we would try to emulate the dancing i could never do it because i could never do that type of (laughs) dance you know some of the stuff that they were doing i I can't i ain't gonna attempt to try that but uh you know when i was behind closed doors i would would never do it in public right right. but uh (laughs) <laughs> it was it was one of those it was a part of our- uh being nurtured by the music that we listen to all the time yep. at least that part of the music that we listen to yep. um you know i it it was great it was it for the longest time it was the the longest-running entertainment show in the history of the country absolutely I mean I, I forget when it went off the air I think it went off the I, air I remember in, okay, probably I don't remember. in the 2000s or something like that it was uh, you know um, I, I don't remember exactly yeah uh, I don't either when
0: and then I, it went into syndication
1: yes yeah, yeah it was it was on for let's see let me do a little research it was on for 39 seasons wow so from 1971
0: to 2000 yeah first episode was October the 2nd
1: 1971 okay
0: and it looks like it went off the air March twenty
1: fifth, two thousand and six. Two thousand and six, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Two thousand and six. Wow, man. Wow. That's 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 amazing. A lot of folks grew up with that. Oh yeah. As I, we it, mentioned, you know, we had we had one of our classmates yeah. with with the school with that was yeah. was one of the featured soul trained dancers. She was in yeah. the audience all the time. Yeah. Yep, oh uh, yeah. You know, she was a dancer. She was a dancer on there, so and every now and then she'll she'll throw some throwback Thursday on Facebook and <laughs> see her see her oh, dancing on there, you know?
0: Uh, yeah, they had uh I was watching news this weekend, and uh, Jody Watley was on uh, hmm. talking about Soul Train, and you know she was a dancer. She got her start as a dancer on there, yep. and then Don Cornelius formed Shalimar, and she became a part of Shalimar. So,
1: oh, is there, I, you know, I didn't know that Don. Yeah,
0: Don Cornelius. Said, so check it out. So check it out. So we'll segue here a little bit. So Don Cornelius and I can't remember the other guy. They started a record label called Solar Solar yep. Records, the Sound of Los Angeles Records. And, and and a lot of great artists were on the Solar label. The Whispers were on Solar. Uh, Lakeside was on Solar, uh, and Shalimar was a group mm-hmm. that Don Cornelius created. Jody Watley was a dancer. Jeffrey Howard Daniel was also a dancer, and right. then they needed a lead singer, and they brought Howard Hewitt into the Howard mix. Hewitt. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, Don Cornelius formed uh, Shalimar, and wow. uh, and man, pff, hit after hit after y- hit. After
1: y- hit after yes, sir. That. I listened to. <laughs> Every time I cut the grass, I listen to Shalimar. Shalimar, man. I, I got man. them on my 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 on my list, and I listen to when I'm listening yeah. to music, and it, and they always come up.
0: Yeah. they're always. a great group, man. But that was that was the genius of Don Cornelius, man. You know,
3: mm. that's and awesome. And
0: it's so sad, you know, that uh, you know he killed himself, uh, mm. killed himself uh, several years, you know, after the show had ended. And uh, but like you say, man, that show nurtured us. Um, when we were when we were looking for something to identify with uh, that, that was our that was our outlet, man. Uh, train. That was our outlet.
3: Um, yeah.
1: Brooks. Uh, outlet. Yeah. Yeah. You you brought up the, the catalog, man. I'd forgotten all about that.
0: Flag Brothers. catalog. The Flag
1: Brothers catalog, man. <laughs> and, you know, it, it, once again, going over to, you know, clock glasses or. Yeah uh barbershop you can look at the froze how you wanted yours to be right, cut. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they had all yep. the pictures up there. and yep. They would they would come that way. Uh Mr. Dixon, you yep. know, he had them up there he too. Had, yep, he had them. And yep. putting the <laughs> I remember going to a basketball game, man. I, this is embarrassing. I know it's embarrassing. I remember going to a basketball game. I was flat out. I had on, you know, everybody wore bell bottoms oh, back God. then. Now, we were inside e High Gym, and I had the, the big platform shoes on. I had the long mm. shaft uh, uh, a trench Mexico? coat on, yeah. maxi coat. <laughs> I was flying out to go to a basketball game. Man, my ass was so hot. <laughs> I was the coolest thing. I had my hair blown out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was hot as hell up in there. Wow. I,
3: that,
0: I, that,
1: that. I said, I had never do that again, but wow. I, I look good.
0: Wow. Yeah, it's uh, as people people man, you had to had to go get your blowout kit yeah. from, uh, from the from the store, get you some afro sheen spray and the grease man and yeah, you'd be clean, man.
1: You'd be yeah. clean. I was cl- I was clean, but man, I was suffering. <laughs>
0: Oh, that was that was a time, man. That's why I've, I've been talking to Sean, man. Just telling, <laughs> him, man. We had so much fun, man, and you know, and it, you 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 feel sorry, man, because he, you know he's like, man, you know, we have nothing to do, you know, and I'm like, man, you you don't know, <laughs> you don't know the type of fun we had, man.
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: And and Soul Train was the fabric, a lot of that fun, man. It was it yep. was the fabric. It was the fabric.
1: So. All right, my friend. Uh, any other parting thoughts tonight? Any no, other? not really. I, I I got something we'll talk about off off air, but that's, okay. that's nothing else. Cool. You know, you know, as always, uh, folks, grab somebody, get out there, tell them to register to vote. Yeah. Uh, next year is going to be important, and that's all I, I'm I'm going to push for, is that we got a bunch of wild stuff going on in this country and if you're not in the middle of it then you're going to be caught behind the eight ball and yep. we have got to make it a continuous thing every 2 years, every year whenever we're responsible or we can, we got to get out there and vote. We cannot rest. There's a lot of people that lost their lives, a lot of people that believe that you know, the things that that's That's important. That's a norm now for us. Right. uh, They struggled with uh, back in the day and we cannot allow those legacies to be lost and to be jeopardized because just like we we told, you know, brother Sean there, if you don't get involved, no one's going to do anything for you. Yep. That's right.
0: That is right. Absolutely. How about Yeah, uh, I agree with you wholeheartedly, man. I, Man, I'm just you listen to the news and it depresses the hell out of you because there's so much craziness going on in in, in this country, man. And I'm not sure where we're headed, but uh, we got to keep hope alive. As as Brother Jackson so eloquently said so many years ago, keep hope alive. We got to do that. And one way we keep the hope alive is, as you said, get people out to vote, man. So we got to do that. And I'm going to close the night. In honor him of the late, great Don Cornelius, we want to wish everybody out there love, peace, and soul. And
1: soul. <laughs> the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are of those of the individuals and do not reflect on the official policies or positions of any government or corporation.